Okay, it's my great pleasure to have in the studio with me this evening Dr. Yasmina Brankovic, spokesperson for the WA Forest Alliance. Thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Thank you. So this today, the 21st of March, is the International Day of Forests. And, of course, it's very appropriate that on this day you are, you've made this media release and in this week the Barnett government is looking to introduce this Biodiversity Conservation Bill. Talk to us about this bill and significance of it uh, for our beautiful forests. Yeah, well, it's been such a, a while since the bill was actually introduced in November, so this is a resumption of the actual second reading uh, debate um, that's starting this week, and I believe uh, it's the ALP that is speaking tomorrow on the bill. Um, the Biodiversity Conservation Bill is an election promise by the Barnett government to replace what is a fairly archaic and now dated set of wildlife protection laws that were first enacted in 1950. That's kind of what the kind of legislative regime that we have right now. At very initial and brief glance, I think that there was an opinion in the conservation sector that these laws were... uh, that it was a good idea to actually update the laws, but a very detailed analysis that was subsequently provided by the Environmental Defenders Office has basically pointed out so many loopholes in the law that they require either very extensive amendments or they should just be dropped as they are. Yep. Uh, that, just sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. just, just can you just talk a little bit to that? So there, there is a recognition within the you know within the conservation movement that these laws are archaic and that they are needed to be updated. What it, what needs to happen is that we need to have a totally new set of laws that protect wildlife and uh, ensure uh, that there is some sort of amelioration in the rate of extinction of native species. That's pretty much where any commonality between what the conservation movement believes and what the minister is doing kind of stops. So we've the WA Forest Alliance, which is a peak body, and the Conservation Council of WA held a meeting of all of their member groups back in February, which unanimously uh, decided to reject the bill in the form that it's currently before Parliament. So the government uh, consistently ignores scientific advice and continues to allow destruction of nesting hollows for the endangered black cockatoos and of critical numbat habitat and state-controlled logging operations. This is a quote from you from today's uh, press release. Um, And uh, I noticed that uh, the Conservation Council Director Piers Vertigan has uh, also been expressing some concerns. So there's there's a particular issue around, uh, as an example, I guess, of uh, other species at risk of the the Carnaby black cockatoos. Could you talk to that? Um, That's right. There's actually quite quite a range of species that are at risk. Uh, I think that really the major point with these laws is the following. There has been no prior consultation uh, with the sector, nor has there been any call for public submissions by the minister towards this legislation. So they basically introduced it as a kind of, on a kind of blank slate. In terms of the, one of the most remarkable revelations over the weekend has been the analysis that was submitted by the Worldwide Fund for Nature 
that not only does it say that we are going backwards with these laws, but that uh, basically they allow extinction of certain species. The minister himself has actually said that that's the case. Uh, It's actually quite remarkable uh, that Minister Jacob is actually saying that extinction would occur in you know, extreme situations. The huge ministerial discretion uh, that's given, granted to the minister under the legislation, belies any idea of independent scientific advice. In fact, we current laws provide for that. They provide for scientific advisory committee. That's completely gone under the proposed bill. There is absolutely nothing there that that obliges the minister to consider scientific evidence when he, more often, more likely than she, decides to say list certain species for protection, and so on. So that's 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 the key issue with one of the key issues with these with this legislation. Yeah. So if we could distill the insanity here into <laughs> a nice little a nutshell, a species like uh, the, the black, the, you know, canopy cockatoo, is basically. Uh, possibly at the discretion of the minister, allowed to become extinct. It's kind of extinction by stealth, because if you look at what's happening in other areas of environmental, the environmental agenda of the government, such as the Green Growth Plan, which I believe one of your guests will talk to later, there's, uh, there's real, real danger that these, these cockatoos will become extinct sooner rather than later, given the destruction of their natural habitats. And I think that that's that's kind of one of the things that we'd like to we'd like to emphasise that the paradox of having a legislation whose purpose stated purpose is to protect WA's wildlife is actually a bill that allows for extinction of certain species. That's kind of the, the key message that we are actually trying to communicate at the moment. And just given um, what you said about the lack of consultation with um, with the scientific sector um, and, and experts on this issue, um, have there been any sort of um, organisations that have actually provided ideas about how this actually could be dealt with differently or any sort of um, – have there been any sort of uh, meetings or, or discussions around what could actually replace this? We uh, we meaning wafer, but uh, a number of other groups as well, especially the Environmental Defenders Office, have written to the minister. We've provided a list of all amendments that would be required to make this legislation acceptable to the sector. The minister has responded <laughs> in a way that is really quite remarkable. He was saying that there's nothing wrong with expanded ministerial discretion. Uh, Premier Barnett has completely uh, said that um, the, all the opposition to the bill well, is jealousy because the political left had done nothing to update wildlife laws. And um, the Premier has also rejected all criticism that the conservation movement has actually put forward. The Environmental Defenders Office has published a rather detailed 100-page-plus analysis of the legislation in the form of its white paper, and it's available um, on its website. And at the moment... Uh, the EDO is doing really important work in uh, analysing the the so-called Green Growth Plan. I think that this legislation needs to be seen in the context of the government's wider agenda on environment and particularly the preservation of wildlife. What do you say to that uh, that accusation uh, from the 
Premier about the political left uh, dropping the the ball with this. I mean, is that a, a fair categorisation of you know of the of previous co- Labor government? And, <laughs> no, and, no, and, and I guess just further it's that it's interesting. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what are, what is the position of Labor? And you know, of course, the Greens will be opposed to it. But what's what what noise is Labor making at the moment? Look, for all I know, and I'm speaking from a very non-partisan uh, position here, uh, you know, on behalf of an organisation whose members include all shades of political spectrum, but we all know that there have been numerous attempts by the Greens primarily to introduce um, a legislation that would update our current legislative regime. The ALP, uh, for all we know, is saying that it will oppose the bill and it's siding with the conservation movement on this issue. But there hasn't been much parliamentary debate around the bill. That is actually starting this week. And I think that what we would like to see happen is... uh, the ALP's stern opposition translates into an effort to see the bill directed to a parliamentary committee for analysis. That would also actually facilitate the community consultation to a certain extent that has never really happened. What I'd like to add is that this we are seeing now very much a beginning of a campaign that as we go along will fo- focus on broader environmental issues uh, with this bill, with the Green Growth Plan, we are going to need to see a campaign that really specifies wildlife protection and preservation as one of the key aims um, towards the state election in March next year. I think it's really important, uh, given the the news and the media that's happened over the weekend, uh, and it's very obvious that the conservation movement is actually united in its opposition to this bill as it stands. The bill is scientifically unsound. It is full of uh, loopholes. It really does need major amendments. But that really needs to happen through some concerted discussion and debate and not just because the government decides that they need a good news story in introducing, in fulfilling some sort of an election promise.